the fourth thing I got was a microwave plate cover. You know, like the thing you put over your food when you put it in the mic so it doesn't like explode everywhere. Yeah, you need one of those for popcorn. <laughs> for popcorn? Yeah, for yourself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> your history with popcorn. That's no. I blame you guys. <laughs> I would have said I asked I for would help. Say, I would say blame I asked us, for help. I asked for help. I would say blame us, except help. that wasn't the first time that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I blame the microwave for the first time that it happened because it had a micro. It had a popcorn button on it, and so I put the popcorn in and I hit the popcorn button, and then. It turned into fire, like literal fire. And everyone was kicked out of the dorm in like winter, like literally during finals week. And I was a freshman. So I was just hiding in the woods. (laughs) Really, that's really what I did. Because I heard someone say, who the did this? And then I ran into the woods. was totally your fault you guys came up to the dorm to play all i know is i didn't ask for popcorn i know that for sure i was trying to be a good host to (laughs) everyone playing land party uh halo and trying to make some popcorn and when it started smoking all i needed was some help to cover up the smoke detectors until we got the microwave out of the room and that that's already too much you to do right there i was like calling for you guys to help and you guys were just playing the game i was like you guys gotta help me or we're all gonna get kicked out no you said you got it you just covered the smoke detector i thought you were good i was like standing on a on a chair with a towel in my hand trying to cover the smoke detector (laughs) and you guys were like just playing games not just didn't mind the smoke trying to get that win Probably didn't even get that. <laughs> All right. So the next movie we're going to talk about this week. Wait, that's how we're starting? I yes. thought we were going to do like an intro. I thought we had that down. I thought we just skipped the intro. I thought that was oh. the intro. No. Intro. No, that's not it. Welcome to Slit Screen. Episode three. I'm Steve. I'm Ernest. <laughs> All right. And the movie we reviewed or we saw this week was Black Klansman. Spike Lee joint. Spike Lee joint. Who picked this movie? This is my pick. Um, it's another movie that got good uh, reviews critically as well as pretty good reviews from the audience as well. I'd say mixed. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it, well. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into why it's mixed. <laughs> um, What's it about, Ernest? Um, so, from what I remember, because I did stay up throughout most of this. <laughs> there might have been a, like less than a minute that i might have dude no way did you fall asleep <laughs> no no it was maybe like a minute that doesn't even count if it's a minute <laughs> we saw like a 10 30 showing okay and this movie that's was, true this movie was like two hours it was definitely over two hours Okay. Yeah, no, it was over two hours for sure. All right. You want me to do the synopsis? Yeah, go. Okay. Um, so basically, this movie is about, uh, it's a true story of a man by the name of Ron Stallworth, who's played by John David Washington, son of Denzel Washington. Uh, and he, it's the early 1970s and he's the first African-American in his police department in Colorado, Colorado Springs, Colorado. And he basically goes about infiltrating, uh, the KKK to try to expose them as a hate group. Since you asked, I hate blacks, Jews, Mexicans, and Irish, Italians, and Chinese. And anyone else, really, that doesn't have pure white Aryan blood running through their veins. I'm happy to be talking to a true white American. God bless white America. And um, it's basically about what he goes through trying to go undercover. It's, you know, it's obviously a black man trying to enter the KKK. You know, that's that alone is kind of going to pique my interest anyway. So that coupled with... You got Adam Driver, who's his partner, who plays uh, his colleague, and um, they basically try to run this kind of operation to out the local KKK in Colorado. And um, yeah, it's uh, directed by Spike Lee, produced by Jordan Peele and probably some other people. So uh, Laura Harrier's in it. Who's that? Laura Harrier, what have I seen her in? I want to say, oh, she was in Spider-Man. That's right. She was in the new Spider-Man. That's what I was like. I was like, I've seen this chick before. Wait, which? Who is she's, she in the, the she's the love interest in, Spy in the new Spider-Man, Homecoming. No, but... In this movie, who is she? I'm trying to think. Oh, she's, I mean, she's the love interest of uh, of Ron Stallworth. Denzel. She's like, uh, okay, yeah, she's yeah. a, co mm -hmm. yeah, she's a college, uh, yeah. yeah, she's like part of the, you know, like the college, you know, African American college club in Colorado, and she's like the president. Okay. And so, yeah. All right. So you want me to go thoughts on the movie? Give me your thoughts, man. All right. So I'm just going to say like high points, low points, and then I'll give my review. So I liked Denzel Washington's son. Thought he was good. He was. Um, I've, I've seen him from other from TV shows before. 
What's he been in? Ballers, which is not a great show, but he's 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 a good character in that show as well. Um, Adam Driver was good. I the the best part of the movie was the interaction between Denzel's son and um you know the KKK like when he was actually physically talking to them on the like the phone conversations to me that was the right. best part of the movie um, right cuz yeah I, so the, because in order to infiltrate he has to call the KKK and talk to them over the phone yeah because obviously he can't go up to them in person. I thought the di- the directing was okay, but the 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 problem I had with the movie it didn't feel it wasn't great at one thing. It was too many of little things. Like it wasn't funny enough. It wasn't funny enough as a like comedy, and it wasn't dramatic enough. It w- it just wasn't it had little parts of these different things but it wasn't great at one thing. And yeah. I tr- I thought Spike Lee tried to do a little too much to make it kind of I guess artsy. Like to me the whole yep. beginning scene I, it just didn't I didn't understand the point of the beginning scene. Yeah. Um to me if you if you look at the beginning scene and then the end scene I don't understand how why those are in the same movie. Hmm. But like I said, there to me the best thing of the movie was that it was actually based on a true story, and for that reason alone, I was like interested in what the story was about. But the kind of like the political message I thought got kind of mixed up. I, I don't I didn't know where where they were they were going. It it changed to me. The feel of it changed throughout the movie. Yeah. Um So, yeah, I I thought I agree largely with you know with what you said. I thought it was very like Spike was yeah, he was trying to make it very art house. Like, he's trying to add all these, like, art house elements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, it was, it's like kind of a, it's kind of like a, not, I don't want to say like generic, but it's kind of got like a basic premise to it. And he tried to really make it, I don't know, like avant-garde. He tried to take like a movie that would probably just be like a pop movie mm-hmm. and just like a standard, like, buddy cop kind of movie and kind of twisted into like an art movie, a political message movie. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I didn't think it went together well enough and I thought it was just way too long for like the amount of stuff that actually happens in the movie. You're just kind of like, Oh, okay. Like, I mean, it's yeah. kind of interesting because, like, it actually happened to a real guy or whatever. But yeah, that's that's to me that what made it interesting at all. But hold on, now, did you see what Boots Riley, the director of Sorry to Bother You, said about this movie? No, he like wrote no, no, an essay. 
he wrote an essay about this movie. He slammed he it. Oh, wow. I was He went to town on it. He said it basically he said that <laughs> I mean, it's I, I don't know. It I think it's kind of a hot take. He says like he condemned it cuz he that he said it kind of portrays black and white officers as allies in the fight against racism which he says is like complete nonsense and he added like because this is from his from a quote from his uh, essay he said he said he called the film a made-up story in which the false parts of it try to make a cop the protagonist in the fight against a racist oppression it's being put while Black Lives Matter is a discussion, and this is not coincidental. There's a viewpoint behind it. He said, for Spike to come out with a movie where his story points are fabricated in order to make a black cop and his counterparts look like allies in the fight against racism is really disappointing, to put it mildly. <laughs> That's interesting. I mean... <laughs> he said that... Um, the majority of Ron Stallworth's undercover operations were actually focused on black liberation groups, not the KKK. Oh, wow. And he was like, without the made up stuff and with what we know of the actual history of police infiltration into radical groups and how they infiltrated and directed white supremacist organizations to attack those groups, Ron Stallworth is the villain. Oh. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's yeah. When when you have these based on true stories, I mean, well, he's saying that basically Spike took a story and twisted what is actually not really that much of like a like Spike tried to make it seem like this is a he definitely played up the like Trump parts of this like the current era of yeah. Trump as president in this movie. He and he he interjected a lot of that into this movie, and oh, yeah, then definitely. Like, it was full of that throughout the movie, which, you know, like, I'm like, that's fine. Like, Spike has a point of view and like, that's but the B Boots Riley is saying Spike did that in order to like, he's actually taking a movie about a guy who's not really much of a hero because most of his career was spent trying to actually infiltrate like African-American groups and he's taking like the one little segment he did where he tried to get into the KKK and instead of like talking about how he probably wasn't all buddy buddy with all these white cops that he tried to make it seem like they were all just like one big thing, you know, like, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough of the history and I have to read. I haven't read the full essay. I just literally just, I'm just seeing this like right now. It came out like a couple days it's, ago. It's funny. Uh, Boots Riley, like he's just made like one movie, but right. Like his movies <laughs> literally like going up against this movie. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure he didn't write this. I'm sure he wrote this like a strongly opinionated thing because he feels a certain way about it not because of any like not because of any competitive i don't know yeah, yeah. maybe I there is but i i, I want to i, I can't is. assume like another african-american director would attack another african-american director on the heel of both of their movies being out no uh, both movies so. talk about race in a very like explicit kind of way and 
for him to do that because of there's there's no there's not no part of it that seems competitive. I think he truly believes that Spike's movie is disingenuous to like the current racial struggles that I yeah. think they are both trying to grapple with, or at least what they're the audience that they're trying to reach. You know, yeah. Which gets us to why the audience reviews are kind of low. My theory is you got a lot of yeah MAGA people who probably went on, you know, they see the name Black Klansman and they automat and they see the director and they're just giving it like one yeah, star yeah, half yeah. star reviews. Yeah. That's that's that being crazy. said, I think if you <laughs> I mean, couple the, the like my, good reviews yeah, if you <laughs> if you take the average of the like really high reviews and the really low reviews, I think it hits it right on the head. Yeah. No, I'm right on <laughs> It's with not the a great reviews. movie. <laughs> it's not, it really right, isn't. So like this is okay, so before we get into number, sorry to bother you or this movie, which did you like better? <laughs> Since you brought up Bootstrap. That's no, that's a good uh I mean, I think I like, I think I like Black Klansman more. Wow! Even look though at you. I'm, I'm the same. I'm at the, I'm, I feel the same way. Because you know what, Black Klansman, at least the story made sense from beginning yeah. to end. Mm-hmm. I agree. Sorry to bother you. Made no sense. Like halfway through yeah. the movie, it just completely yeah. lost me. So, sorry to bother you. It it had the potential it, to be better. It had potential. Yeah. And I liked the actor better. Mm-hmm. I liked him actually better than John David Washington. Yeah. Um, I agree. But no, I liked, I think Black Klansman, I think if they had made it tighter, you know, like made it an hour 45. Yeah. Instead of two like hours they, 15. Yeah. Knock they, 30 minutes off this movie and I think I would give it a half star bump. off the front and the back end of it. And I think. Oh, yeah, for made. sure. And I feel like and they some made in the middle. it a little bit more comedic i think it would have been better but it maybe that's what yeah maybe he wasn't it, going for that it was not you know? n- yeah but you know what it had it seemed like they wanted to go comedic at times yes, like they yes, were they were I wanting know. a laugh from the audience but it didn't seem like he fully committed to the comedy no, because no. he was still trying to get that like social message across and he was trying to like walk the tightrope of i'm really telling this very serious thing about racism in america yeah. but at the same time if there's some like there's some hilarity to how everything kind of he, unfolds, he and they really went, didn't dive into it. I feel like it. if he went full comedic, it would have been better. Agreed. I would have enjoyed it more, and maybe it wouldn't have had. This, yeah, it wouldn't have had the it same message. Been, it would have been a different no, kind of I, movie. Yep, yep, exactly. It would have been a different kind of movie. It probably, but you know what? I think he kind of missed on both ends, even the political yeah. end. Mm-hmm. Look at I'm anyone that knows that sees my Facebook page or social media post knows i'm like no supporter of the current administration but like yeah like i even he kind of beat it over your head and and it wasn't that it was just like okay we get it but dude it seems really forced like you're really forcing it and i get it's about racism so we can anything that seems like it's about racism you can try to throw trump in here and like try to make it work but dude like come on you just just make the movie we know what era we live in, bro. Like, we know what's going on. Like, people that watch your movie that's called Black KKK Landsman, like, yeah, we, we got it. Like, you don't have to, like, 
He gave us like a whole like Alec Baldwin, that, you know, oh like that, I didn't even like a ten minute was... intro that was just like okay, we got it, dude. Like, um, all right. So what's your number? Two and a half. <laughs> two and a half. Isn't that lower than dude? G- That's we're average. Do- we're doing out of ten. So oh yeah. right, my bad. Five. <laughs> I always forget. All right. Well, mine's six point seven five. That's way, dude. How are all yours clustered like six point seven five seven and like seven point two five? Isn't that what your last three no. reviews were? No, no, no. My first one was six. Sorry to bother you with six. Oh. Um. Last one, eighth grade was seven point two five, and this is six point seven five. All right, five. What Since did you give? Re- what did you give? Sorry to bother you. I thought I gave it about the same. I don't even remember. Four. I think you may have given it a four. I don't know. No, no, no. I didn't go below. I thought it was like average-ish. So like, a five, okay. a five no, no. is average. Right. Yes. Look at the bell curve. You see how the bell we, curve we works? Can't, okay, let's, we can't even go into the scale. No, we're not going to go into let's this. Let's not go into the scale talk. <laughs> but can I just explain my scale is a bell curve? Okay, right? this is what I want to know, though. You oh. never watch... If you never watch bad movies, you have to automatically assume that those movies are going to be your five and belows. Like if you, you don't watch critically bad movies, you already know those right. are the terrible movies. That's what I think not necessarily. Dude, off. I've watched movies that had critical cl- acclaim that I gave like two stars, one star. I don't know. It's happened. But to me, me, to me, I feel like your curve might work for your movies that you review, but it doesn't work for all the movies that are out. That's what all, I'm saying. Look at all you have to know is my consistency. That's it. You just you just have to know how consistent I am. <laughs> Dude, you're right. I did give it a. I thought you gave it a four or five. Yeah, I did give it a four. So yeah, look at that. See, and this was a five. That's right. <laughs> I don't even want to know what a one or two movie to you is. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> so this is like, sorry to bother you. I would probably not recommend. But this movie, I would say if you're interested in the subject, if you're a fan of Spike Lee, um, you know, I think it's fine. to. If you have exhausted <clears throat> your other movie options. This is fine to watch. I, I, I think still wouldn't you recommend will, it. I still wouldn't recommend it. I no, I'm not gonna say like I recommend it. Recommend it like, oh, go watch this movie for sure. But I'm saying in I certain like situations of, you can watch this movie no, I feel and like you a lot of people would want to watch this movie. Like it, it has a lot of would draw a lot of That's interest. what I mean. Like yeah. I think if I think you should watch it if you have interest. Yeah, but I don't think but it's it, gonna be happy. You know, it's like there's certain movies where you may have no interest, but and I'm like, go watch this movie. Like yeah. that's like a you should go watch this movie for sure. Yeah. I mean no, I agree. Um All right. Nice. So what's the next movie? It's my All right, so <laughs> I'm picking the, the next movie again too. <laughs> no, I'm picking the next movie. Well, okay, yeah, I guess so, but 
crazy rich Asians. Yeah. It's your now, choice by, you know. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's my choice. We did this kind but, of for the clicks. Yeah. No, it's not for the clicks. It's just. I mean, sort of. Watch- I mean, okay. Well, we couldn't keep watching movies. It feels <laughs> like we've been on a roll of watching movies that A. Put me like, to sleep. Hey, can we just say two of the three have been your picks? So yeah, those are the ones I was probably most like to sleep. <laughs> completely slept through the first one. Um, no, but okay, Crazy Rich Asians. I know it feels like we've been on a real ethnic theme. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the other movie that it's between, and that crazy. It's like you're not really going too far. Like. All right, Crazy Rich Asians because no, it's, it's gotten it's a lot critic, of hype. Critic and audience, I'd say yeah, more so crit- more so than the other movies we've seen. No, the audience likes it, but that makes me worried. I'll give you my worries up front. I'm worried that it's just gonna have a lot of cliche kind of rom com stuff, which is fine. Are you a rom com? I don't discriminate on genre. What would is like one of your like my favorite rom com? Probably as good as it gets. Yeah, that's all right. I guess. Okay, come on. <laughs> I don't know what my favorite rom com. Try is. to hate on. That's a classic. As good as it gets, I think, is a classic. So why did I tell Umbi? (laughs) So I'm going to watch this movie with my wife. But why did I tell her? Because her her favorite movie is... uh, Not her favorite movie, but one of the movies she really loved was... I I don't remember the movie fully, but Slumdog Millionaire, right? So... (laughs) Is that a romantic no, comedy, it's not, though? No, it's not. It's not, but I was like, it's just going to be like Slumdog Millionaire to her. Because she doesn't like romantic comedies. Wait, Umbi doesn't like romantic no, comedies? No, she doesn't. That's why she was She was like, oh, I guess I'll watch this, but it doesn't look that good to me. Wait, Crazy Rich Asians, she's not no, down to watch this? She's like not. She she said she'll watch it, but she's Can not. we also say this is not actually getting critically acclaimed? It's only getting Rotten Tomatoes acclaimed, which is garbage. This is getting a 74 on meta, which 74 to me 74 on meta is not bad. It's Look not bad, but it's movies. not Look what the rest No, of but movies. it's not on Rotten it's a 93. It's not a ni- it's not no, like an A. No. Like a 74 makes me think it's a a little above average movie. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I'm not gonna. I haven't. I haven't watched I mean, any okay, let's, trailers. Let's I'm go gonna to go this. in. Let's go to this because all right. To me, after even after watching all these movies, I'm like, okay. To me, I just can't find good movies, even the ones that are critically. So we're we're gonna test out something. I'm gonna pick movies I consider a ten for you to watch, and you're gonna pick a ten of your movies that I haven't seen. Are we doing like two pods in one? No, no. This is just the the preview for what's what's ahead for the next. What's one. Co- what's come? What's to come? Yeah, I'm gonna. You're gonna pick a tens, and I'm gonna pick. All right. So are you gonna name? I don't any know. Of them but now? listen, or, or dude. Are, we're not like, doing this now. We're not doing this now. We're not doing what now? 
naming the movies you're gonna have me watch. oh no 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 we'll name the movies so you're gonna pick just one right yeah one i'll let you choose i got i picked two that i thought you give me a list of three i'll pick one of your tens i'll watch it Mm -hmm. i'll review it yeah i will list give you three of my they may not be tens they may be like yeah i i was was hard for me to find tens that you hadn't already seen that's the thing exactly so let's do like eights and above yeah eights and above for sure movies that you would recommend Movies, movies that I would definitely recommend to anybody that you haven't seen that I haven't seen. I'll watch yours. You watch mine and we'll, so we'll do gonna, an episode. Are you, are you re- revealing this list right now? Are we going to wait for this? No, no, no. Not now. All right. No, we'll do it next. Uh, we'll do it next pod. Are you going right. to tell the people why we're doing this instead of going to watch an actual movie? <laughs> okay. Part and of, why we've been off for like two weeks. Part of this is because movies out there put me to sleep a <laughs> b the reason i'm gonna be even more tired is because i had a baby my wife had a baby oh this guy so it's gonna be a little bit hard to go out although i'm going to see crazy rich crazy Asians rich agents are you going with... to the baby theater no i'm just bringing her to a theater <laughs> hey i was actually telling josh like right before this i was telling josh about the baby theater and he was he was asking like what do they give like earmuffs for the babies or like how does it work no just other babies are there so it's not like people won't consider it like rude i guess if you're just attending to your baby or but like don't um it's like when you're on a plane and you just all sit but i'm saying like what if there's a loud noise in the movie won't it like freak out the babies don't they need little earmuffs my baby will sleep through anything so i'm not worried about that <laughs> what about their little eardrums <laughs> i mean i guess sometimes when people bring babies to games they put like those little earmuffs on them yeah don't, don't they give them little earmuffs protect the hearing maybe i don't think they get that loud i don't know maybe movies do okay no i don't know he was he was just wondering um all right let's move to let's right, move no, here, to our segue, like segue so as i was watching this movie i feel like all the movies we've seen i've like part of the appeal to watching is i've seen these characters on tv shows so the denzel washington's son was on ballers which is on hbo and i started to think about you know ballers just got renewed and there's some more hbo shows that are renewing this season so we just wanted to talk about a few hbo shows that we've been watching and you're gonna i don't, tr- know, about gonna, I don't know about that segue you're gonna try to you're gonna try to sell me on something on hbo okay so all right <laughs> we'll give a tv wreck because <laughs> no because tv yeah, tv we, is we talk better. about that we allude to this all the time it's like we shouldn't even be doing a movie podcast we should be doing like a tv podcast because tv it's shows true, but it's hard to do a tv it's hard to do that. one because it's like what are you going to talk about like episode by episode like then yeah. you just become like one of those like yeah after the show kind of shows which is dumb like talking dead. after the game of thrones when the game talking dead when the games have finished or the Talking, talking dead the talking dead. dead or talking bad or whatever <laughs> yeah forget that no 
there's a show like last year the show i kept talking to everyone i met uh was handmaid's tale which i hope people are watching because fantastic show if you want to be um the uh show this year or at least this summer that i've really enjoyed is a show with amy adams called sharp objects it's based on a book by jillian flynn i believe um it's about a murder in this small town in like rural missouri or pennsylvania and this reporter uh Basically, it's in her old hometown and she's in St. Louis. And so she uh, her boss sends her back to her hometown to sort of investigate. And the reporter just has a really she's just has a really messed up life. And like going back to her hometown where she hasn't been in years is just like reopening these old wounds and just the interactions between her and the rest of the town that she's sort of left behind and tried to forget and with her family and her just neurotic family and friends and like her act and then like the murders that have happened and like that are happening and like trying to figure out like what's going on there it's not it's not like a murder mystery it's not like a who done it per se it's not that's not what the whole show revolves around i mean it's sort of in the background that's what you're thinking like it that's sort of like the background theme to like what's going on and like why all these characters are interacting but it really like she amy adams is just fantastic in this is, show is I there think. is there like because from the trailers, it looked kind of like kind of scary or artsy no, how they it, did things, like how they it, had like scenes. But yes, it's it's a it's there's definitely some suspenseful moments. Like there's definitely like moments in the show, that, and it's there's just a dark edge to the entire show. Like the entire time you're watching it, you're just thinking to yourself like bad things are happening all around what we're like we're looking at this scene but like terrible things are happening all around us in this like setting and we're just not we're just scratching the surface and like how many every person is this show i don't know what it's it like hasn't finished right? yet i think there's only it's one a mini series left. there's only one episode left i know that i believe so yeah i just finished so it's like uh, seven or think, eight seven or eight yeah yeah it's only seven or eight so it's not like you're committing you know i know tv shows whenever you tell someone they're like oh how many seasons in are you blah 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 like because you know there's like commitment so this is a mini series it's doable and it's not even like a 10 part mini series it's an eight part one hour mini series you can knock this out in a weekend if you really want it it's a it's a good it's like I would say it's a slow burn, but it's not. Because am, I every... knock, am I gonna be able to knock this out without falling asleep? Dude, I, you're <laughs> you're like a walking ambient, bro. <laughs> but I there's more than one peop more than one person, you, my wife, have told me I'm not gonna like this show. But from the trailers, yeah. everything that I've seen about it, it looks good to me. No, I think the reason I don't... But if it's going to put me to sleep, I might not get through it. I just know historically, just from the kinds of shows that 
you've enjoyed and like the kind of stuff that you like, I feel like the burn is going to be too slow for you. <laughs> I feel like I you're... feel like it too. And that's why I haven't even tried to start it. <laughs> yeah, I think you're going to start it and you're going to like want things to develop faster than they do. And it just doesn't it doesn't work like that show just this show just doesn't work like that. It just I, I mean, I'm trying to categorize it. It's not I mean, I guess it's like a psychological thriller ish kind of movie, but it's not a thriller. I don't know. It's very like character based. That's that's um, such a type of movie that I would like, though. Psychological thriller, if that's what you would categorize. But it's then. like, but the thing is, is it's not like at the end of every ever every episode, you're like freaking out about something, or you're like on the edge of your seat. So like, you're, you're not. But the acting is amazing. You're saying the acting is superb. I thought Amy Adams was great. Like she should win something after this series. Like she does a really good job, and like the i forgot who plays her mom i should look this up because the person who plays her mom um also like is fantastic um let me look this up all right well while you're looking this up i'm gonna just talk about the show i've been watching and the summers are hard there's not really much going on tv wise but this this show when I saw it was coming back I was excited for because to me and I just saw the second episode today it's season three um, comedy on HBO called Insecure basically it's two women African American in L A and it just goes into it's mainly one one woman but her best friend and they're basically like relationships with men. And I was trying to sell Steve on the show and he was just like the premise didn't wasn't wasn't for him. I mean, not not that you wouldn't like the show, but no, that's okay. So this is almost like we're living in the golden era of television, which is I mean, it's hard to even call it an era. I feel like it's we've been having good TV shows for like 15 years or so. now. It's been a while now. Like. I saw this show come up on my radar. It had really good reviews. It was on HBO. I mean, it checked all the boxes. You know, it was like minority cast. It dealt with like issues that seemed a little different than what you usually find on television. But I mean, I just there's so many good shows (laughs) out. I have to be there's got to be a cutoff. And the premise just didn't like it's such an easy show to watch half an hour. I know. I'm sure it's like, I'm sure it's like watching veep or something, you know, like I'm sure it's like something you can just like digest quickly over lunch, you know, mm-hmm. but, and I, you know what? I may start it. I'm not saying I'm not, I just haven't yet because I just was like, I don't know. There's a lot of other stuff I'm watching. I can't so, watch everything. So, so it got it got shelved. It went so, on the back burner. So Issa Rae, who's the star of the show, she it's based on well, she's basically the writer direct or she you know wrote most of the show, but she works with other people. Um, she was, I guess, discovered from a web series on YouTube. Um, like I was looking more That's into her. Crazy. I was looking more into her. She's actually from Potomac, Maryland, which is like a really nice area of Maryland. 
and she moved to LA when she was like in sixth or seventh grade. And so I guess you'd say it's kind of loosely based on herself, but it's, it's not, it's not like a biography or anything, but it's the, it's one of the funniest shows. I was just watching the episode today. I was cracking up. It's probably one of the funniest shows I'm watching or I've seen on HBO. I mean, if it's that funny, I might have to check it out. I'm not going to lie. I might like, have to check. I'm not going to. It's very rare that I'll just like laugh out during a show, but this <laughs> show constantly, like it cracks me up, man. That's, that's actually a really good review. Cause I'm the same. I'm the same way. Like I will laugh internally, yeah, and I will still yeah, say yeah. that that was funny. Yeah. Like I'll be like, "That was a funny movie," and you may have never heard me like laugh out loud. But like, if something, if there's like something I'm watching that makes me, or something someone says that actually makes me like burst out laughing, like that's that's a sign of like true. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> That's a good sign. Like, that's a really good... That's like an involuntary reflex. And I feel like HBO is the best network. This is the type of show where kind of the arc of the show, like, it it can only be like five or six seasons. And so it's we're on season three right now. And I it's interesting to see where it's going to go. But I don't, th- I don't see this show going more than five or six years. Well... So. Yeah, I mean HBO. Best best shows know when to end end them. Yeah. What you dra- say? Not drag out like Walking Dead or. Oh god. AMC no, shows I feel like don't know how to. Like they don't know when to quit. Yeah. It's like we're still getting Breaking Bad in the form of Better Call Saul. Yeah. Although I kind of like Better Call Saul. Sorry. It's okay. It's a lighter version of Breaking Bad. It doesn't feel as heavy. All right, so I asked you. All right, so we I got s- we have we have one minute. Yeah, last minute. I wanted, last minute. I just asked wrap you it to, up. to preview something. Well, I I didn't tell you what what it was. Something I'm looking forward to coming up. I guess it's a mini series, but it's on Netflix called Maniac with um, Emma Stone and jonah hill and um, mania yeah directed by okay you, you know the episode on what's our show true detective season season yeah. one the director When's that coming back the director oh yes see that that's probably one of the best directed episodes in in all of entertainment hold on let me i'm looking this thing up What's his name? Carrie, Car- like, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about, yeah. the director. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's directing this movie. It looks really good Yo, but good this is me. a comedy, bro. Maniac's not a comedy. I don't think, well, from the, tra- comedy. from the trailer, it didn't look like a comedy. Metacritic's calling it a comedy. It's coming out next month, September 21. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 30 episodes? No way. They're releasing this 30 episodes be- on September 21? No, I'm saying... Oh no! It's thirty-minute episodes. It's definitely a comedy. Man, that tra- that trailer did not look like a comedy at all. But well, yeah, I don't know. I'll uh, we'll see. Uh, okay, so that's yours. Yeah, Emma Stone and uh, Jonah mm-hmm. Hill. Yeah, I like Emma Stone. Um, D- to La me, La what Land. what sold me is the director. 
I mean, that, that's La La like Land was the true it's best one of my picture top winner. Directors. Oh, yet the Carrie, what's his name? Yeah. <laughs> so <old. laughs> one of your, it's like one of my favorite directors of all time. <laughs> what's that? I don't remember his name. <laughs> true Detective episode. Uh, Four, he, didn't four he or directed five. all the episode. He directed all of them. Fukunaga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He directed all of them though. But he didn't Are get her sure along with the writer, Nick. Yeah, yeah, he directed all of them. The writer is the downfall of that show, but Nick Pizzolato. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, I got one for you. This all is right. what I I am looking forward to. Uh it's a the return of one of the great actors of our generation. I'm saying this kind of kiddingly, but <laughs> hold um, on. I, let me guess. Let me guess this actor before you. Uh, okay. Um, hold on one second. I'll have to after like look up his name here. Dude, time's a wasting. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You want me to edit all all the silence? Yeah, edit edit the silence no. here. No, Kevin I'm not Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my goodness. You think that low of me? <laughs> I just wanted to. Kevin that, Spacey. I thought that you're talking about the return Please. of Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Jeez. No. My God. House of Cards. Do not watch that, people. No, Please do not. Do not watch even, it. You I couldn't finish that. I couldn't. Finish it's never it. been good since season one was it, and then it was a it was a terrible show after that. It's never even been season good. Right. one is questionable, but yeah. Don't even get me. All right, Jim Carrey is returning to the small screen. Actually, I don't. Yeah, small <laughs> screen. He was started out on the small screen in in Living Color. He's coming back to the small screen on Showtime in a show called Kidding. He basically plays a Mr. Rogers type of character whose real life outside of the show is like falling apart. I think it's got really high potential. Jim Carrey, I think he he was I mean, everyone knows he's like kind of that zany comedian, whatever, but he tried doing more serious stuff later. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is one of the most underrated movies. Of- That's one of my tens. Yo, yes, dude, that is a seriously underrated movie, yeah. I think, of all time. It is. It's in, and Jim Carrey knocked it out of the park in that yeah, movie. It's amazing. And so he's got acting chops. He's been out of the game painting pictures in his like Upper East Side apartment <laughs> for like the last eight years. I don't know. His ever since he terrible. broke up with what's her name. Anyway, his I've seen interviews of him on YouTube and stuff in the like last couple of years, you know, with like Norm Macdonald and stuff. He's still really funny. He's still an interesting guy, very passionate, very, you know, he's just a weird kind of odd character still. I think it's going to be a good show. I can't make any guarantees, but I'm looking forward to it. It's coming out August 31, um, which I believe is a Friday. <laughs> weird timing, but... Uh, it's called Kidding. It's on Showtime with Jim Carrey. Check it out. Ernie, you got anything else left to say? No. Nope. I think we're done. Yeah? Done. All right. That wraps it up. We'll be back next time. We will bring you Crazy Rich Asians. We will talk about our top 10 uh, movies that we're going to make each other watch. Um, we'll see you guys then. Oh, I bet you think you're John Wayne. Showing up and shooting down.